Yo, what's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. And, uh, well, there's not that much action happening this week. <laughs> In this week's episode of Got Fitted Japan, I am all by myself. I'm doing this podcast Yes, I'm all by myself. It's it's September here and everybody's very busy. And um, I guess September is a very busy month in Japan. Um, I'm sure, it's, is it really busy for everybody else in the world? Because, I mean, September's when all the kids go to school. So everybody that's married with kids right now, I mean, you've got more free time because the kids are at school. You can listen to podcasts, you know, have a couple of glasses of wine during the day, hang out. I don't know. But then again, on the weekends, you got a lot of shit you got to do. A little league, maybe wrestling, take the kids to the park, this or that. I don't know. It's a busy time and uh, all my co-hosts are busy this weekend. And uh, that's all good because I'm here with you, and uh, which means I'm here with tens of thousands of faders. I'm saluting you right now. My glass is in the air and salute. For those who about to fade, we salute you. Mmm. And for all you new listeners, Got Faded Japan's about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And uh, yeah, this is episode number 416. Yes, that's right. Episode number 416. Thank you very much for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to all our faders who are supporting the show on Patreon. Thank you very much. You are buying us booze, uh, soon new microphones, and a new computer recording equipment. The show is going to get bigger and better Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. And faders, to support the show on Patreon, it only costs $5. That's like you going to the bar and buying one of us a drink. Not all of us. There's four There's four hosts on this show. But if you go to the bar and you see one of us and you buy us a drink, it's the same thing. It costs five bucks. It, it costs, wait, about the same as a, a coffee at Starbucks. I don't know. It's, it's $5. What's $5? It's nothing to you. It's a lot for us. So thank you very much for supporting, and you should support. And also, if you do support the show, you get all the bonus goodies. You were, Every week, we're uploading videos, which are old shows. We're making new videos. Uh, we've got the outtakes. We have uh, bonus stories. We have a lot of stuff. We've got graphics. And we're always thinking of new ways uh, to support you who are supporting us on Patreon. So please support us on Patreon. It only costs 500 yen, $5, or 3.75 euros. I, I think that's right. I, I think that's right, right? Anyway, yeah, it's not that much. Buy us a beer. Buy us a beer, please. Please. Oh, man. It's been one hell of a weekend, I tell you. I don't know about you guys, but this weekend's been... It's been crazy. Friday night, I uh, hooked up with Sean and went to his uh, birthday party. Sean had a birthday party, and Sean, as you know, is the co-host, and uh, yes, Sean turned the age of one year older, mind your own business. <laughs> I don't know how old he is, he didn't tell anybody, but um, yeah, it was cool to go to Sean's birthday, because uh, we have a lot of friends, um, I guess a lot of friends in common, So, and, and he lives in Koenji, and I never ever make it out to Koenji anymore, I used to. But uh, now that I live in the south side of Tokyo, going out to Koenji is just, ah, uh, it's an hour. And, um, yeah, an hour on two or three trains is never a lot of fun, especially if you're, uh, you're shit-faced, you're faded, and uh, you just want to go home, or you just want to go to Koenji. But, you know, I'll tell you what, Koenji is a really, 
It's a really cool place to visit. And um, it was great to go there and to uh, see him and support him on his birthday. His day of glorious enjoyment. And he got his fade on. That guy had two drinks in his hand at all times of the night. That was cool. And, uh, God, I think we're going to have to change his name from King Otaku to the King of Koenji, man. Everybody knows Sean and Koenji, man. Everywhere I go, everybody knows him. He's got a lot of friends. He's a likable guy, dude. Everybody loves him. Um, I went to uh, Nakano. I went to, um, uh, was it? Not Barbell. I went to uh, Hardcore Chocolate a couple of days ago. And um, I went there because Hardcore Chocolate sells the coolest t-shirts in Japan, if not all Asia, if not the world, to be honest. Hardcore Chocolate, um, it's located in Nakano. It's a couple of stops away from Koenji. And um, yeah, it, it was great. When I went into the shop, I, I went in there and uh, we interviewed Mune-san. Mune is the uh, owner of the shop as well as Bar Valentine. And we interviewed him, I think, five episodes ago. Check that episode out. It was a great episode. But um, I went into the shop and I was looking at shirts and the staff, they're all very cute. They're all very smiley and bubbly. And they're like, oh, hey. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? Is Mune working? They're like, no, he's not working. And I'm like, oh, okay. I did a podcast with him. They go, oh, you know Sean? And I was like, yeah, I know Sean. Yeah, yeah, I'm Johnny. They go, oh, we love Sean. Oh, my God. That guy is super popular. He's only been living in Japan for, what, three months, four months now? Maybe three, four months. Yeah, and that guy is soon to be the king of Koenji. Mm. Oh, that's cool. I'm cool now because I know him. And I got him on the podcast. So, Sean, happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday again. I don't know which day was it. Was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? But, um, yeah, Friday was crazy. Drank way too much. Went to uh, our sponsor's bar after that. Went to Gamuso. Say hello to Pee Wee, the bartender. And that was a lot of fun. It's always fun to go to Gamuso and hang out with Pee Wee. There's never a dull minute. And there's never a dry beer. <laughs> Every beer there is pretty wet, if you know what I mean. Mmm. Oh, man, what a good time. But, uh, yeah, the next day I woke up and I was severely hungover. I was kind of in the critical point, you know, when you wake up. And as soon as you wake up, you get a glass of water and then you just look down at the sink. And you think, am I going to relf? Am I going to be fine? Is everything going to be okay? Should I just go back to bed? Should I just kill this day? Should I stay in bed and just close my eyes? Maybe turn on Netflix, kind of zonk out every couple of hours, wake up, put on another movie or something. We've all been there. Yeah, hangover Saturdays. I mean, geez, what are Saturdays for? So anyway, I'm in bed and I'm thinking, oh God, I'm so hungover. Oh God, what do I got to do today? Oh, I had two things I had to do. I had to go to an art battle and then I also had to go to Paint Your Teeth, the Paint Your Teeth event. And um, I, I debated. I debated with myself for at least half an hour. It took me half an hour to get myself out of bed, right? I, I just thought, is it worth it? Is it worth it to leave this house on this glorious day? And it was a nice day outside. I, I mean, it's not as hot as it used to be. It's still hot. It's still humid. But it's not as hot in, as, as it used to be. I mean, it was really fucking hot and humid this year. I mean, three weeks ago, oh, God, I think all my vinyl records are warped. Yeah, they, they look about warped. Oh, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to throw them out or turn them into ashtrays or something. No, I'm joking. I'll never throw out vinyl. It's crazy. Madness. But, um, yeah, so I convinced myself to get out of bed. And um, I first had to go to 
an art battle. Now, I don't like to call myself an artist. I think it's kind of uh, pretentious, but I love to paint. I love art. It's it's just who I am. It's what I do. I, I love to paint. I that's how I express myself. It's it's how I communicate. It's it's just what I do. I, I love art, and that's that's that. That's that's who I am, right? And um, when I first heard of the concept of art battles, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing. Now I can understand hip hop battles. Hip hop battles, yeah, you got two guys that you know they they love to rap. They're good at it supposedly, and they go out there and they, they battle each other, you know? I, comedy battles, yeah, it was a the roast. Yeah, I understand it, I got it, you know? But, um, yeah, art battle, that just, just seems so stupid, right? An art battle where four people get together and they, they try to paint something and, you know, then whoever has the best painting wins, right? And that's technically what it is. Anyway, I had to check it out because one of my friends was a participant, Stone63. Stone 63 is a fantastic artist. Google him, Stone 63. An amazing guy. So anyway, he invited me on. He's like, hey, can you come on and support? And I said, sure. <laughs> and I try never to break my word. So that's one of the reasons why I had to get out of bed and uh, go down to Shinagawa, which is really, really inconvenient to get to. It's on the southeast side of Tokyo, and um, to get to like where all the cool places are in Shinagawa, it's it's a hell of a walk or a taxi ride because Shinagawa is just it's right by the bay, and there's lots of really expensive um, apartment buildings there. A lot of super rich, like elite rich, rich people live out there, but there's there's nothing else that's there. It's just there's some companies and a lot of really expensive apartment buildings, and if you go further enough out then you can get some warehouses. And in the warehouse district of Shinagawa, that's where all the cool stuff is. Uh, I painted live at a rave in Shinagawa about a month ago, and that was a lot of fun. That was at the uh, Tokyo uh, Base Crew. No, 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 Tokyo Base Conference event. And um, anyway, so I went all the way down there to check out this Bart, this Bart, this fart battle. It's a, the battle of farts, the battle of stink. <laughs> oh. So I went out there to check it out. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got-faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page at Fade So, the art battle is basically three levels. You have the first level, the second level, and then the final level, right? Round one, round two, and final round. And in the first two rounds, there's four artists, and out of the four, the two best artists go to the next level, right? So in the final level, there's four artists who battle it out, and two are from level one, and two are from level two. And every artist has to paint for 20 minutes. All they have is 20 minutes to make a painting, which is complete bullshit because <laughs> unless you're gonna do some abstract shit, it's really hard to make a really amazing painting in 20 minutes. I mean, fuck, dude. These these canvases are they're like two and a half feet by two and a half feet, if that, right? 
No, it's about that, two and a half feet by two and a half feet. Yeah, that's about right. And so it's really, really, really difficult for some of these artists to to paint that quickly. You know, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of people there. And and it's really, really tough. I, I could never do it. I wouldn't want to do it. You know, for me, art is so personal and private that I like to be in my studio and work here. Or I private. What the fuck am I talking about? Or painting live at a nightclub. <laughs> In front of thousands of people. Yes, it's either one or the other for me. But anyway, I couldn't do an art battle. This, the stress is too much, too much pressure. And um, I, there's some amazing artists that were there that did not so good of work because I think it was just the pressure. And um, yeah, but anyway, my my expectations for this were really low. I, I didn't think it was going to be cool or anything at all. And um, when I showed up, I was actually proved very wrong because when I went there... Just the energy and the environment was great. There was a lot of people there, and everybody there was extremely positive. Everybody was walking around with like a smile on their face. They're really interested in art. A lot of like the audience members were artists, you know, or are artists, you know, and and they're just interested in art. And it was a really cool event because everybody was just so into it, right? And and everybody was so friendly. You know, I mean, it might have been the booze. They had a bar where everything was like 500 yen. And uh, I took full advantage of that because I needed to uh, I needed to pet the hair of the dog. (laughs) And I pet that dog. That bitch got a petting. (laughs) So anyway, I think everybody was half cocked. Whoa, what's this? Oh, speak of the devil. It's Sean. Hey, awesome. I'll call him later. Or should I call him now? Now I'll call him later. But um, anyway... So, yeah, yeah, everybody's really positive, everybody's really happy, and it was just a really, really great environment for, for artists and art lovers, you know, and it, which is really weird because, you know, I've been to so many art galleries where everybody is just so rude and snobby and pretentious and, oh, God, arrogant, you know, and it's, it's such a cold environment sometimes, you know, it's just like you go in there and you're like, oh, God. Oh, geez, this is not the place I want to be in. But an art battle, even though it is an art battle, it was actually really amazing. Everybody was cool. All the artists were supporting each other. And maybe this is just Japan. Maybe it's just the Japanese way. But it was it was really, really cool just to see so much, so many positive people and just so much energy. You know, I mean, the place is really electric, right? And the cool thing was um, every artist got 20 minutes to paint, right? And at that time, you were able to walk around and walk from one artist to the next artist to the next artist to see what they were doing. And it was really cool. I mean, I actually learned quite a bit because every artist showed up with their own bag of tricks, you know? One guy had a blowgun, you know, like a like a, a dart blowgun, and he was using that to like blow the, the, the paint around his painting and stuff. Because I mean, you can't wait for paint to dry, you know? Because I mean, if you got 20 minutes, you got 20 minutes. And so that was kind of a cool technique. Another guy was doing some really cool stuff with spray paint cans. And one guy, Stone, my boy, he was using uh, beer cans to paint. You know, he's taking the cans and moving the paint around and shit. And it was really, really great. I I really had a fantastic time. I mean, after being there for 20 minutes, I mean, my hangover was out the window. It was was so great, you know. And um, sadly, I was not able to stay the whole time because uh, I was supposed to meet up with Sean again and go to the Paint Your Teeth event. Yes, Paint Your Teeth. Paint Your Teeth is a fantastic event. And um, the organizer, Dave, was on an earlier show. If you go back about, I think, maybe 15 episodes, 
Or if you just Google Gut Fitted Japan, paint your teeth, David, you can find that episode. It's a great, great episode where Dave explains uh, his concept for paint your teeth and how he organizes paint your teeth. And for all you that didn't listen to that episode, basically David prides himself on finding the most underground bands and performers and uh, artists and dancers and just, just all these really interesting, unique people that are in kind of the deep, dark corners of the Tokyo subculture. And he brings them all together for a night and then he lets them go wild. And the stage is on fire. And literally it was on fire once, you know? I mean, he, a lot of weird shit's happened there, you know? And it's really, some of it's morbid, some of it's twisted. And no matter what it is, it's always, always very exciting. And um, yeah, I had to leave early because I really wanted to check on Paint Your Teeth. And every band is always just so great. And I went there and one of, probably the best performance that I saw was this guy. I forget his name. Um, I took a video of it. So it's on the Facebook page. Definitely check that out. Or the Instagram page. Check that one out as well. But um, this drummer, he, he was... He was so wild. He had his shirt off and he was banging and screaming on these drums. And he had all these like uh, voice modulators and synthesizers and all this weird shit hooked up. And it was like the coolest shit ever. And he was like screaming and just going berserker. And it was like industrial noise. I mean, it was like the Boredoms meet Sonic Youth, who then meets Elvis Presley. And well, Elvis Presley's dead, if that makes sense. <laughs> Not alive Elvis Presley, but the dead Elvis Presley. And um, it was that it was that bizarre. And it was so crazy because when he went on, I looked at the audience and like everybody in the audience was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and then after the guy performed for about two minutes, he stopped and he pulled out these two big jugs, right? And inside these jugs was just they were just full of drumsticks. He had like 50 drumsticks and then he passed them around to everybody in the audience. And then he started pulling out pots and pans and shit and giving them to everybody. And he said, play along. And then he started going back to his music. It was absolutely insane. And the thing was, if he didn't do that, I think a lot of people would have gone outside to have a cigarette or gone to the bar and had a drink or something. But because he incorporated the audience into the music, Every single person stayed and everybody there really got into it. I mean, there's a girl standing on a table beating some pans together and there's a guy like on a sofa and he was like banging some shit together. I got a drumstick. I was waiting to go outside. I had to make a phone call and shit, but I, oh, after a while and stuff, but anyway, I got a drumstick and I started fucking banging shit together and stuff and it was really fucking cool and everybody was playing together and the thing was, you know, when you see these uh, drum circles in the park, you know, you see all these hippies and all like... Hey man, we're gonna go to a fish show in October. You wanna come along? You know, it was like that, but a completely polar opposite form of music. And it was just beautiful. It was just so beautiful. And, and he was my favorite performer and I did get that video. So definitely check out the video, but all the other performers and all the other shows were absolutely amazing. I tell you one thing, if you're alive in Japan, you should definitely, <laughs> if you're alive anywhere, <laughs> if you're alive on God's blue earth, you should definitely come to paint your teeth. It is such a great experience. And it's like one of those things, even if you go there and you didn't like the music, you didn't like any of the performances, the thing is, on Monday, 
when you're at the cooler, the water cooler in the office, and Chet comes up to you and he's like, So, how was your weekend? Did you uh, make it to the golf course? Did you play a little tennis, a little black hand? You can say, No, motherfucker, I want to paint your teeth. And you know what I saw? Boom, you can tell them exactly what you saw, and you're going to be the talk of the town because you're going to be talking about everything you saw at Paint Your Teeth. It is such an experience. I try to go every single time. Mm. A lot of the people that go to Paint Your Teeth are really cool, too. I think David does a really, really amazing job at just finding the most interesting and bizarre bands and performers from everywhere, <laughs> everywhere in Japan. If you really want to experience the true subculture of Japan, you got to go to Paint Your Teeth. Don't go to Harajuku. If you go, to, well, definitely go to Harajuku. Harajuku is cool. I like Harajuku. I got a couple of friends that have bars and clubs in Harajuku. But I mean, when people go there, they're like, "Oh, this is like this is the underground part of Tokyo." Well, it's not. <laughs> It's not at all. The underground part of Tokyo is paint your teeth. If you go there, you're going to experience some shit. And the cool thing is it's actually located in, um, in uh, Golden, not Golden Guy, what the fuck, it's located in um, Kabukicho. And Kabukicho is kind of like, it still is, but it's kind of like the seedy area of Japan or city area of Tokyo. So if you go there, you could definitely like, you know, experience some weird shit around you and then have a couple of drinks at a couple of cool bars in the area and then go see Paint Your Teeth. And then afterwards, you know, go to Golden Guy. And you, if you go to Golden Guy, you got to hit up our boy Go's bar. Go has a bar called Deathmatch from Hell. And that bar is absolutely fantastic. If you go there, I mean, Jesus Christ, that bar is amazing. It's filled from top to bottom with... 1960s, 70s, 80s, heavy metal and horror movie memorabilia. Memorabilia. That's a hard word to say. Memorabilia. I gotta stop drinking. You know, I gotta do a sober show. Mm -hmm. That's what I gotta do. I gotta do got faded sober. <laughs> Unfaded. I don't know. Got milk, got faded. There you go. But um, yeah, definitely check out Paint Your Teeth. I can't emphasize that more. It's such a great time. And art battles. I think I'm in. The next art battle, I'm going to go to it. I'll never, ever, ever participate in an art battle. That's not my thing. I do it for the love of it. I that's I paint for myself. I, I can't paint to to be the best of one. No one's going to come and take you down. You're the best. Oh, man. How can I be the best? Because I'm all by myself. I'm all by myself. Drinking with tens of millions of people on the internet. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, 
They have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Who sings that song? All by myself. I wish I knew the other words. No, I'm actually glad that I don't. <laughs> oh, man. That, that song's pretty depressing. Mm. All right, faders. Oh, yo. Not sure if I mentioned it yet, but I'm going to be in New York, Detroit, and Chicago next week and the following week. Two weeks, I'm going to be there. If you are in either of those cities and you want to hit me up and get a drink, I will buy you a drink. I'll buy the first round. You get the second round. Let's keep it at that, right? <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have any money. But um, yeah, so I'm going to be there for um, visiting friends and family. I'm finally going to take a summer vacation and get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, man, it's going to be great. Everybody went on amazing vacations. That's what my friends did. That's the thing about Japan. When people take vacations in Japan, they go to Hokkaido, they go to Okinawa, they go to Guam, they go to Thailand, they go to Cambodia, they go to Myanmar, they go to India, they go to Hong Kong, Shanghai, Korea. Not really North Korea. Not yet. (laughs) Some have. Some don't return. But uh, in Japan, when people go on vacation, it's kind of cool. They can go to some really amazing places. Oh, man. That's a problem growing up in the States. When you live in Michigan and you go on vacation, you go to Ohio. (laughs) Come on, kids. We're going to Cleveland. When you're a little kid, you're like, Cleveland? The land of Cleve? Let's check it out. And you go there, you're like, oh, what do we do here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is in this land of Cleve, father? Oh, man, but no, in Japan, everybody goes somewhere cool. I guess it's the same thing in Europe, you know? I got friends, I got a lot of European friends, and on their weekends, you know, they go to Amsterdam and Paris and that. I'm so jealous. God, Cleveland. In the summer, we go down, see, this is how it is. In the, no, in the winter, we go down to Florida, we'd stay at my grandmother's house, which is basically rules upon rules. So for your vacation, you're just like hit with all sorts of rules. Don't sit there. Don't touch that. Don't watch TV. When I'm watching TV, don't, you know, it's also just like, oh, wow, this is not fun. (laughs) This is not fun. We were in a car for two days to drive down here for more rules. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was fun. We went to Disneyland, I guess. But anyway, faders, okay. We're going to take a little break, see, and then after that, we are going to hit up the news. I've got Two news articles for you guys. And um, I'm only doing two right now because I think I'm going to try to get in another podcast because I'm going to leave town and shit. It's going to be hard to get a couple of like shows up while I'm gone. I'm going to try to get an interview in with Glenn Barr, who is a 
fantastic Detroit artist. I would really love to interview him. That I've done it before, and I would love to do it again. I, I did it in, what, episode like 53 or some shit, maybe before that. I don't know. Maybe 20. It might have been episode 20. I'm not sure. But anyway, I want to interview Glenn Barr again, get him on the show. Hopefully, I can get the Queen Otaku on the show. And um, yeah, so I think we're going to do that. I think maybe Sean or Jude might drop a show. Um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen? I don't even know. But um but shit, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. Um, on a side note, we do have two stories coming up. There are more stories, but we're gonna save those for the Patreon because I can't read stories all by myself. Oh god, reading stories all by yourself is—it's cool, but you know, I, I like to—I like to play catch. You know, I—I I like to throw the ball over there and then have somebody like give their opinion about the news and shit. You know, it's fun. It's fun when you do it by yourself. Oh, oh, God, I gotta get that song out of my head. Oh, my God, that song is stuck in my... Dude, I am going to be sleeping tonight, and I'm going to have dreams of being all by myself with that song playing again and again. You know, I'm going to have a nightmare tonight, dude. I'm going to be in an elevator in my nightmare, and the elevator is going to be stuck after an earthquake, and all I hear is that song, and it's going to be the elevator version, and it's going to be playing again and 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 again. That's exactly what I'm going to have to deal with. Oh, man. Oh, I got to listen to a better song or a worse song to get that song out of my head. Is that how it works? Do you listen to a song worse to get that song out of your head or a better song? I'm going to listen to the Pixies. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put in the Pixies and hopefully get them in my head. If, if I'm listening to the Pixies and I get them stuck in my head, I'm cool with it, especially if I'm drinking. I love the Pixies. Who doesn't love the Pixies? All right, Fader. So two stories coming up. These stories are pretty good. I think you're going to like them. So sit back, relax, and enjoy these advertisements. And then enjoy the stories. Hey, yo, what's up, Faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. I do have some stories. I didn't print them out because I'm all by myself. All by myself. Those are the only words I know from that song. So what I, I got a couple of stories. I'm going to read these together with you because that's what I do. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The news. I haven't read these stories, by the way. This show is so last moment. So last moment. Usually we prepare. We prepare a lot for these shows. We, we try to go the extra mile for you guys. And uh, today, we all just dropped the ball. 
We all just dropped the ball. I can't believe I asked you for money. I'm like, hey, donate money. Go to the Patreon page. You get lots of good stuff. But today I'm just like, ah, oh, God, we just threw this shit together. <laughs> all right. Story number one. Tojigi man arrested for shoplifting animals from hardware store to feed his cat. Yes, you heard that correct. A Tojigi man arrested for shoplifting animals from hardware store to feed his cat. All right, here we go. Actually, I'm going to blow up this font a little bit. Kind of hard to read on my computer. Oh, there we go. At around 1.55 p.m. on August 28th, Takashi Fujita, 69 years old, 69, was attempting to leave a home improvement center in Nasushiobara City, Tojiki Prefecture, while carrying a total of seven unpaid-for items valued at 11,700 yen, which is roughly about 110 bucks including some mosquito coils, a parakeet, and three hamsters. So he stole mosquito coils, and I think that's uh, maybe incense that keep mosquitoes away, a, a parakeet, which is a parakeet, and three hamsters. I don't know what he's going to do with those hamsters. Should we call Richard Gere? <laughs> and actually, that is just a rumor. Richard Gere did not do that. Supposedly. Allegedly. I don't know. <laughs> I like Richard Gere. Oh, man. Richard Gere is all right. I mean, I don't like all of his movies, but he did that one movie, um, Internal Affairs, where he's like a bad cop. That was a great movie. Richard Gere plays a really good bad cop, and he's done that a couple of times. Okay. Let's see. That might seem like an odd shopping list for a trip to the Home Depot, but in Japan, it is not an uncommon practice for home improvement stores to also dial in a wide range of pets from puppies to parrots. A 53-year-old clerk spotted the elder gent and confronted him. In the ensuing struggle, Fujita is accused of inflicting injuries to the clerk, such as scratches to his thumb. Now, this clerk's a pussy. Unless he used the parakeet. You think he used the, the attack parakeet to get the guy? Get him, Ray! <laughs> Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters. Um, here we go. Scratches to his thumb, but still the clerk managed to apprehend him and turn him over to the authorities. Oh, man. Where do you think he kept the gerbils? <laughs> he couldn't run because the gerbils were in his... In his pocket, guys. In his pocket. Come on. You guys got dirty minds. What's the matter with you? He had them in his pockets. He couldn't run because they're, they're big gerbils. Uh, Fujita now faces charges of robbery resulting in bodily injury, which he denies on the grounds that he intended to pay for the items afterward. Afterward what? So let's see here. He's got a, uh, he's got a parakeet. and He's got three gerbils. and He's got a mosquito incense burner. How can MacGyver put those together to make something? Hmm. And then how can you return it? <laughs> can I get a refund? They're all dead. Uh, the real mystery, however, is why he chose to steal the pets. Yeah, there you go. That's the, that's the question. Why did he do it? Including an animal with the capacity for crying help, no less. Yeah, the parakeet. Yeah, it, it could cry help. Help! 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 <laughs> Then he dies. Uh, luckily, the police wondered too and asked Fujita, who casually explained that he was going to feed them to his pet cat. 
He's got a pet cat and he's gonna feed the gerbils and the bird to the pet cat. Dude, maybe it's a tiger. Maybe he's got a tiger and he needs some bigger animals. Wouldn't, you know, I don't think, I think pet food is kind of expensive, but it's gotta be cheaper than a parrot. Who's gonna take care of this cat if this guy's in jail, by the way? The suspect motive was met by both horror and disbelief from the internet at large. Oh, I guess the internet's going wild about this. People are going berserker. Oh, this is crazy. Oh my God. So he was going to feed. Do you think he was going to cook the bird? Or do you think it, Do you think it's going to be like Thunderdome? Maybe it's going to be like a big art battle where he's got a big cage and he throws the cat in the cage and he throws the bird in the cage and he sits back and he watches. Maybe he records it. Maybe it's like his YouTube page or whatever. Cat versus bird, who will win? Then again, I'll tell you one thing, parrots, parrots do have that big beak, right? You know, if they get the cat in the right place, that cat's going downtown, man, I'm serious. And and parrots also have those claws on their feet. Are they called claws? Is it a claw that things on their feet? What is, is, maybe it's a claw, it's gotta be a claw. Anyway, they got claws on their feet. Yeah, yeah, that, that would actually be a pretty good battle. And the, the bird could fly around the cage and then kind of swoop in. I mean, dude, think about this. There's a lot of birds of prey that fuck up animals, right? You've got owls, you've got eagles, you've got all sorts of birds that fucking kill cats and rabbits and all sorts of other kind of uh, insects. Not insects, but just like small little like, I don't know, rodents. That's the word I was thinking of, rodents. Oh man, that's insane. Oh man, I wonder, wait, is it PETA? Can PETA get involved? Is there a PETA in Japan? I've never ever heard of a PETA in Japan. I know a lot of vegetarians now recently. But um, I don't know if there's any PETA in Japan. Did, will did PETA get involved in this case? This guy's gonna better have one hell of a lawyer if he's gonna go against PETA. Those guys are fucking loaded, loaded, loaded with that animal cash, and apparently Bitcoin too. Oh man, this guy, 69 years old. How did? Why would he do that? That's so weird. Cats eat normal food, like animal food. Maybe, maybe. All right. I'm, I'm going to go for broke. Maybe his cat had a friend. So he had two cats. And and they both ate cat food and everything is cool. Now this guy's old, which means these cats are probably old. And maybe one cat died while this guy was on vacation or if he was at work or something like that. And the one cat ate the other cat. And when he ate the other cat, it's because he was hungry. He didn't want to eat the cat, but this guy's old. Maybe he's a little senile. Maybe maybe he got lost in the park or something. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he's on vacation for a long time. And the cat that ate the other cat, he got a taste for blood. He scratched first blood, right? Like Rambo. And and once he once he got that taste of blood, he just couldn't go back to that regular cat food. No way. That cat food was nowhere ever going to be on the lips of that cat. Nuh-uh. That cat's paws will not touch dry food ever again. And so the cat was just hungry and starving and starving. And the old guy couldn't figure out. He's like, oh my God, what should I do? How should I feed this cat? Well, he ate this cat. Maybe he's got a taste for blood. And maybe he's done this before. Maybe that's why... I mean, if you see a 69-year-old guy walk into a shop, the last thing you're going to think that he's going to steal a parrot or some shit, right? So so maybe this guy's been coming to the same shop. He's been hitting the same shop again and again and again and again and again. And and the shops, the shops like, uh, their parrots are all just disappearing. Their rodents are all just, they're, they're, they're deteriorating. He doesn't know, they're all gone, right? So anyway, the shop staff's like, God, I, I got to keep an eye on somebody that's coming. I got to keep an eye on everybody, right? So when this guy came in and shit, he saw the guy, he's like, all right, maybe this is the guy. And the guy I wound up being the guy that stole all the fucking pets and animals and stuff. And so that's how he got busted. That's how he got busted. He got too greedy. Oh, man. Yeah, cats. Jeez. 
I thought cats are supposed to be the easy pet to take care of. Hmm. Okay, next story. Man arrested for robbing Tokyo convenience store with nose hair trimmer. Yep, you heard it here and you heard it first. In the murky pre-dawn hours of August 31st on the mean streets of Shinjuku, Tokyo. On the mean streets of Shinjuku, Tokyo. (laughs) Shinjuku's got some nice streets too, by the way. A young man working the graveyard shift at Family Mart convinced a store herd... Wait, 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 let me just reread this. All right, blah, 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 Tokyo, a young man working the graveyard shift at a family mart, convenience store, heard the familiar chime of the doors opening. Okay, there you go. However, this was no customer calling at 4.10 in the morning. It was a robber. Dun, dun, dun. Reaching into his pocket, the crook pulled on a pair of nose hair trimmers with a three centimeter blade, just big enough, and that glistened menacingly under the fluorescent lights. With a cold gaze, the middle-aged robber demanded to the clerk, quote, don't move, get out the money, end quote. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. This presented a dilemma for the 25-year-old worker. I mean, I'd be scared shitless if I saw an old man with a blade that was three, was it three centimeters long? Is that, was it three centimeters? It's gotta be centimeters. Can't be inches. Do, 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 do. Oh, anyway, it's a fucking, it's like a little pair of scissors that you stick up your nose. Oh, man. Reaching into his pocket, the crook pulled out a pair of nose hair trimmers with a three-centimeter blade. Okay, there we go. Three centimeters. Three-minute centimeters about the size of my finger. Finger. You guys are dirty. Dirty minds. Okay. This presented a dilemma for the 25-year-old worker. If he got out the money, he would be breaking the don't move command. On the other hand, if he stopped moving, there would be no way for him to take out the cash. What the fuck? Is this some kind of like Abbott and Costello like joke or something? <laughs> freeze! Give me the money! You told me the phrase. <laughs> no, but wait, I think that same joke was in, uh, what was that, Raising Arizona? was in Raising Arizona, wasn't it? Where uh, John Goodman goes into like the bank and he's like, freeze, don't move, give me the money. And then the old guy says, well, which is it? Is it freeze or give you the money? <laughs> the joke never gets old. Okay, the threat of the tiny scissors and the rounded tips combined with the assailant's unmeetable demands must have been too much for the clerk, so he simply ran away. Yeah, that's what you do. You, somebody pulls on a blade, you run. Doesn't matter how big the blade is, or in this case, how small the blade is. Um, this now left the robber in a predicament. What a predicament. With no clerk, he would not be able to get any money out of the register because he, he couldn't push the big red button. He's like, which button is it? It couldn't be the red one uh, or the safe. I don't think they have, well, do they have a safe? Maybe they got a safe, who knows? Uh, the take again, leave again tray offered little consolation. Okay, take again, leave again is like take a penny, leave a penny. Did he fucking take it? Oh my god, this is fucking retail. Now, you can see the weapon in this news clip. Okay, there's a news clip. There's a news clip. But this is an audio podcast. 
Okay, the confusion the confusion among both parties luckily managed to eat up enough time that an officer on patrol could be alerted to the crime in progress and rush over to the scene to make the arrest. The suspect in custody was described as 49 years old with no job or fixed address. The guy was homeless. When all he had, his only possession was, was like nose hair clippers. Do you know how sad that is? This guy, dude, I, he's got to get some evil villain name, dude. When he goes to prison, I don't know. What are they going to call him? The nose? Oh, that's so bad. But yeah, he'll probably get that. They'll call him Hanasan. Hanasan? <laughs> Hanasan. But probably nicely groomed. Residents of Tokyo were probably used to this kind of savage crime taking place, but those from elsewhere in Japan expressed their terror online. Oh God, no! What would you do? You walk into you walk into a, a convenience store and somebody pulls on a pair of like nose hair trimmers and they demand money. Do you think he's snipping them? Snip, 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 snip. You can hear the sound. Snip, 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 snip. What would you do? Me? I would. I'd probably just take on like I'd go to the like to the cooler, pick on a beer, put a thousand yen on the table, and just walk out and be like, listen. Charge me later. Give me the change later. I've got too much to do to worry about this. Or do you apprehend him? Do you, do you be the good guy? Do you be the hero? Or do you be the badass motherfucker like in Pulp Fiction? Do you sit there and you're like, oh, I got somebody here. Take this. And then you, you apprehend him. I don't know. What would you do? Well, I, I would do nothing. If I saw this, in fact, if I saw this, I would definitely film it. I'm like, dude, I'm going to become YouTube famous for this. And that guy would become YouTube infamous. Infamous. Famous and infamous. God, I love the word infamous. Infamous. It's a fun word to say. That guy would become infamous. Emphasize the n. Oh, man, faders. Okay, two stories for you this week because I am all by myself. I can't get that song out of my head. That song is going to be stuck in my head all night long. And I'm not going to Google it. I'm not gonna Google it. I don't know who sings it. I'm pretty sure it's Air Supply. All I need is the air that I breathe and some love. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a, that's Air Supply. I know that one is. Okay, so two stories today. Two stories. Tochigi man arrested for shoplifting animals from hardware store to feed his cat. And man arrested for robbing Tokyo convenience store with nose hair trimmer. This only happens here on Got Faded Japan. And faders, I want to say thank you very much for listening to this episode of Got Faded Japan. If it's a little short, it's because I'm a short guy. But not in the middle. Oh, come on. Get your minds out of the gutter. I got a big gut. That's why. I've got a big gut and I love it because I love to drink beer all day. Mmm. So, Faders, thank you very much for tuning into this episode. I am going to be out of town for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to try to get some interviews in here. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to interview Glenn Barr again. He's one of my favorite Detroit artists. He's a very interesting guy. He's... Oh, he's incredible. And he lives... I think he lives in the south... No, on the west side of Detroit, so I might be able to step down by there. And uh, I think I'm going to have to convince him to be on the show after I buy a print. So if you sign up for the Patreon page, <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely support an interview with Glenn Barr, who's a fantastic artist. I'm going to try to um, I'm gonna try to get uh, the otaku queen to be on the show. I might be able to do that this week before I leave and drop that. And somehow, somehow, I'm going to 
try to get some stuff up on the Patreon. If there's nothing on the Patreon for the next two weeks, I completely apologize. It's because I'm out of town and it's just so hard in Michigan because nobody has a computer in Michigan. That's a joke. Everybody's got a computer these days. Mm. But, yes, I will be gone. And if you are going to uh, be free in New York or Chicago or Detroit, definitely send me a direct message. I would love to have a drink with you, whoever you may be. All right, faders, thank you very much for tuning into this episode, and I will talk to you soon. Fade on and peace. All by myself. I just want to be... Oh, my master, Brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're good! We saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.